Hello, my dear friends. What is going on? I hope everyone is doing well. And welcome back once again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up Podcast, season number two, episode number 88. I am your host, Jeff Spencer. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it. Whether you have for an entire season, an entire year, or you are today for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. However, if you are just joining us for the first time, take a look back at our library of 87 episodes anytime you want, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today and you want to hear more, please be sure to tell all your friends and subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. The podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Sweeten Up Podcast. With that being said, my guest on the podcast today is the great and powerful Matthew Banover. Matthew Banover is the founder and owner of Bard's Clothing and began his business based on two loves, storytelling and clothing. Matthew graduated from Marist College with a degree in history and after graduating began working at a national retail organization. Over the next five years, he moved to a few different stores, always positioned as manager, and finally landed in West Hartford, Connecticut at a men's specialty store. There, he spent four and a half years spearheading the custom department, working under a master tailor, and developing relationships with the best mills in the world. At Bard's Clothing, they ask you about your hopes, desires, and achievements, as well as uncover your goals and values, and turns them into top-of-the-line garments that tell your story. In today's age, the internet reigns supreme, and those images are cast out for an unimaginable audience to see. Matthew and Bard's Clothing believe your clothing plays a vital role in selling yourself, even if it's as simple as a well-fitted shirt and a pair of jeans. I had such a great time chatting with Matthew, and our conversation lasted for just about two hours. And like other episodes of the show, we once again have broken this episode up into two parts, part one and part two. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, my friend and part one of my two-part conversation with the wonderful Matthew Banneford. I'm literally wearing a blue blazer. That's it. Yeah. A blue blazer. <laughs> Build-A-Bear sells blue blazers. Yeah. I have gotten probably 30 compliments today on this jacket. It just needs to The minute to I fit. saw you, I was like, yo. Yeah, exactly. And I was, again, like, put your pants on. I felt like, I felt like Rapunzel. I put my hair down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm in the right place. Um, but that's it. It's just like, it needs to work for you. You know, like if I showed up to a podcast in your living room in a full on suit, this, and that, it would be kind of ridiculous, you know, but like I, but I to, get it. Cause yeah. you're out, you're out grinding. You're doing yeah, your exactly. Thing. You know, like I, today, you know, is a perfect example. Like m the life of an entrepreneur is, is all over the place. Yesterday, I never left my apartment. I never spoke a word. I live alone. Never said anything. I don't have coworkers. I don't have anybody to Zoom or talk to or anything like that. So when I don't have anything, I don't have anything. Like, I think I sent a text last night and I did a voice memo. And that was the first time I used my jaw. And I had like Reese's Puffs to eat and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Today. Yeah, you were out and about. Yep. Up at four. Usually always. Oh. Yep. Um. Because I, I, I have crippling 
ADD and or ADHD or whatever. But as soon as that sun comes up, I'm like, who's on TikTok? Who's on Instagram? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I get up before the sun, get all the clerical work done, grind it out. But then on the road at 5 a.m., drove down to Brooklyn, a store that sells fabric. So I, it's like a candy store for me. I'm wandering around. I'm like, oh, this and this and this and oh, this is going to be great. And picking up different fabrics. And he's telling me what he's got in. And um, I went from there to my tailors in Brooklyn, talked to them about um, I'm doing an order, an order, like three pairs of pants, a blazer. I put in something for myself. And then I'm working on another jacket. So talking to them about relationships, it's very nice because we pull out the customer's patterns and I'm like, let's change this. Let's do this. And then from there, I made a nice relationship with a bridal boutique in Darianne. So I went to go meet them and I was like talking to them because they sell nice dresses for eight, $9,000. I'm like, well, you don't want the groom like renting a tuxedo from men's warehouse. Send them to me. So I started talking to them. That's awesome. And then um, I came here, you know, and I, uh, that was, uh, you know, I got here at like 6.30 and then, um, so that's like, what, 12 hours on the road, 13 (laughs) hours on the road here for however long. And then an hour plus back to Meriden where I live. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow get up and drive to Boston. Oh, oh, damn. (laughs) I'm going to Boston. I'm, uh, I actually really the history nerd in me, I was like, you know what? I did this field trip in elementary school and I want to do it again. I want to go to Lowell to those mills. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. That's I'm awesome. Gonna drive up there. I'm <laughs> going to go to these mills. Cause I was like, again, if I can learn stuff about textile manufacturing in new England, why not? That just works to my advantage. I can tell customers about it. I'm like, you know, like the civil war, almost became a world war because all the, of the South's industry of cotton was going to be gone. And the South supplied all the cotton to Europe and Europe was about to be like, we're not coming out like bums. <laughs> yeah. So Europe almost got involved in the American civil war because of textiles. That's how important it is. Damn. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's absolutely wild how big of an industry it was in America and how it just does not exist anymore. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll change it, you know, and, you know, and, uh, when I found my tailor, I was working with one manufacturer in, uh, Rochester, but I actually had to stop working with them and I moved over to a different tailor, but I was like, shit, like I got to find another person who makes clothing in America. I literally typed in to Google clothing manufacturer, suit manufacturer, and typed in Google and then put in the map and just dragged the map across America and was just calling every single place. Do you do suits? Do you do this? Do you do muslin fits? Do you do try-ons? And they're like, yeah, we can make a suit, you know, like 50 bucks. I'm like, no, you're not. This is not what I want. (laughs) You know, it's like finding luxury, finding quality, finding craftsmanship. And I was so fortunate that I found a place in Brooklyn that does it. Here's, I mean, you've brought up a couple times um, inspiring people. Here's something crazy. I left my- Where about in Brooklyn? Um, in the Naval Yard. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. When I was working with my previous manufacturer, I stopped working with them. I didn't have a manufacturer for about two months. 
And I was a clothing company that couldn't make clothing. I was like, shit, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, business was a little slow due to COVID. I get a call from a customer um, or I get a call from a guy who was like, hey, Matt, like I know of you, uh, you know, come over. And I was like, oh, God, okay. I'm going to go. I go to his house. He's like, yeah, man, like I definitely want to support you. Like, let's do this. I was like, okay. So I sell him a jacket and I was like, I took a guess at a price because I was like, I think I might find this manufacturer because I had found the Brooklyn people, but that I hadn't heard of them. I hadn't heard from them. So I was like, well, I'm hoping these people are going to be it from the look of their Instagram. I'm going to ballpark this price. I was like, oh God. So I literally start, I get the money from the customer. Okay, I light up this manufacturer and this tailor. I was like, dude, where are you? Like, I need you. Like, we got to meet. We got to talk. We got to do this. He was like, he finally calls me back. He was like, uh, I was in the hospital with COVID. And I was like, oh, God, well, are you back at work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so he was like, yeah, man. But like, dude, I've gotten all 58 of your voicemails. I would love to work with you. Let's do this. So I talked to him about pricing and everything. I, just because I'd been in the business so long, I nailed the price on what I needed to charge the customer and cover all the costs. Nice. But I was just like, this is another perfect example of like the, the perfect conditions do not need to exist for you to just do it. Like if you believe in you, if you understand the market, if you understand what's available, if you understand your customer, you can make it happen. You know, like I started a clothing business when everybody was staying at home. I was selling clothing when I didn't even have a manufacturer. Just, but I knew enough about the industry that I could make it happen. I knew enough that I could make it work some way in knowing the market. And I, I, I know that, you know, this is, this is almost like Vanessa's podcast part two with how much we're bringing her up. But she brought up that aspect of like, it's never a bad time to bring up a business or start a business. And she's like, I hate that. I hate when people say that because then people get in way over their heads. Yeah, It's true. You do have to have an understanding. But at the same time, there is, there is a portion of you that needs to know you're never going to be entirely ready. You're never going to have all the answers. Right. You, you have to trust that the knowledge you do have no bullshit aside is the right knowledge. And yeah. if it is not, don't do anything until you get the right knowledge. Yeah. You know, and I was fortunate enough to be like, I knew enough about this industry. I know how to price my garments. I know how to take different routes. If this doesn't go the right way, I know what to do. Yeah. I know what I'm selling. I know what they're expecting because also there are stores in Connecticut, um, in Westport and Greenwich, that have sport coats hanging, like off the rack sport coats hanging for like seven or $8,000 in Connecticut. I was like, my clothing is expensive. It's not outlandish. It's right. not what our, this customer doesn't see all the time. Right. You know, they're annoyed if it's like $2,000. They're like, what is this? You know, if it's $800 or whatever, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, th this isn't. No one me. else has this. Yeah. 
this is, I was like, I was like, this is a one. I, it's custom made for you. I was like, it's for you. It's and a, this is a, it's one, an NFT. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is a wearable NFT. <laughs> no one no. else. You have this. That's yeah. it. I should hire you for my marketing. I know. Right. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you start as if you can commit to all the reels that I make. Perfect. Then, then I've already committed. I've been following them. Yeah, I love it. I think they're you great. You do crush it. Yeah, I think no. your your social media is great. Your presence is awesome. It, thank you very much. It is soul crushing work. Um, oh yeah. It's uh, you know what's so funny is I, I made this post because a couple weeks ago was my birthday, and I Wednesday was my birthday, and on Thursday I was going on vacation. And I knew while I was gone, I had to be posting reels, but I was like, I'm not going to record them while I'm gone. So on my birthday, I recorded like 10 reels. Nice. And I made a post. I was like, if you had told me two years ago that I would be a small business owner and I would spend my birthday dancing and lip syncing and doing reels. So that when I go on vacation, I cover myself. I was like, I would have told you that you're crazy. That's awesome though. You know, but yeah, thank you. It's just, it's. It's very nice to, at the end of the night, when I go to bed and it's late at night, it's like 830 because <laughs> I get up so early, yeah. I know that I gave it my all, you know? And like, I know at the end, at the end of the day, I'm like, I did enough. I, I talked to people. Um, I listened to a lot of motivational podcasts and speakers, uh, Les Brown, Zig Ziglar. I read all their books, yeah. all this motivation and Zig Ziglar said this, you know, motivation is like bathing. It doesn't last. We recommend it daily. You know, it doesn't matter that you showered yesterday. Yeah. Get up and shower today. It doesn't matter that you looked up a motivational quote yesterday. Get up and look up one today. You know, I start my Instagram every single day with a motivational quote because it's for you, but it's also for me. Like I need to look at this and see this. And I'm just like, I'm, doing this for you, for your story, for the local economy, for Connecticut's manufacturer. I mean, there's, I, I think I can name all the Connecticut designers, you know, on one hand, uh, I'm one of them, but I know that all the other designers are so different. They're so different from me and it's beautiful. It's absolutely a beautiful thing, but there's, that means that there's so much to be celebrated here. You know, I love telling customers like, you know, I'm this designer and I do this and the fabric is from Connecticut and the suit is made in Brooklyn and your carbon footprint for this suit is like the smallest possible carbon footprint in all of fashion, you know, like it could not get smaller. So, you know, it's, it's fun to be able to look back and look at the work that's been put in. But at the same time, I know that I'm not even just getting started. Right. You know, I'm like, <laughs> damn, like there's so much work to be done. Yeah. There's so much, you know, like I said, I'm going to the Connecticut Entrepreneurs Award. You know, I'm like, I'm going as a guest this year. Next year, I'm winning something. Yeah. You know, like that's it, the end of story. Yeah. You know, like, and in your next apartment, I'll be here <laughs> yes. talking again. Yeah. Brookfield, man. Uh, about love that. to have you. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. about that. Cause it's just like, it, that's you know, the spirit you gotta have. If you, you don't, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And my you just waste your time, right? And my my brother is a very successful uh, entrepreneur, business owner, and awesome. you know he and I really, really, we've really bonded over this. And he is a very no nonsense guy. He's not as like fun and fluffy as I am. <laughs> um, 
But like we talk about this because I've gotten like dicked over by people. Like I've had customers like bail on orders and stuff like that. And it's learning. And I'm like, I've had friends who are just like, oh my God, that's so sad. That's so awful. It's so well. I'm like, I don't care. Like whatever. It happened. Move on. I got to do something with this clothing. On to the next thing. Boom. Got to go. And it's like, you just have to commit to the mindset like that's the only way you get to survive. Yeah. And I obviously like my parents and a couple other friends are like, don't you just want like a part-time job just to like get money? And I'm like, I'm like, you don't understand how mentally draining it is. Not if you don't enjoy it. You yeah. know, like to just do like to change gears. And it's almost like every single time I go to like a part-time job, because I've, I've had them over the last two years. It's like every single day is like an, an admission of defeat. And I'm just like, God. Yeah. This. It's so true. This sucks. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously after I started um, and COVID was like getting worse in the winter of 2021, I think. Or 2020, probably 2020, 2020 right? Yeah. yeah. 2020. All like, the years. Yeah, I know. I was together, like, what season dude? of COVID was this? Yeah. What's, yeah. <laughs> um, seriously. Um, so yeah, like season two of COVID. Yeah. When it like business was really rough, I got like part-time jobs and every single day it was just like this blows yeah i hate this i hate you i hate me <laughs> this is all awful but like then i would like get a sale and i'd be like i quit my part-time job immediately and i'd be like all right this is it love it get another one this is it gotta keep going gotta keep going yeah it just freed up my mind so much more just like one drip of success all right how do i get the next one it gives me a little bit of room to breathe at the end of the day i just want to make you look good I just want to have fun. So how do I bring that energy into this? Not the energy of like, oh, I got to go to work today, you know? Right. And like that comes when I have these other part-time jobs or I look at my friends who are like sluts for money and they're like, I hate my life. I hate my job. I hate everything about this, but I can't quit because of the money. I can't quit because of the benefits. I can't quit because of this. I'm like, that sounds like hell. Yeah. I'm like, I eat Reese's Puffs out of one bowl that I own. Yeah. And I get a half gallon of milk from the deli downstairs below me. Yeah. I was like, but I love it. Love what I do. I love every second of it. I am, I have, I've visibly gotten more gray hairs in the last two years but I am very happy with what I do. I meet amazing people. Like I was just at this bridal boutique meeting amazing people, meeting people I probably never would have met, a bridal boutique in Darien. Why would I ever know those people? But now that I'm in this business, now I'm just reaching out to them. Like, hey, who are you? What is this? How do we get to know each other? They they know, now know me. I'm a resource to them. I'm helpful to them. Even if nothing ever comes of it. We still know each other exists. Yeah. Maybe we could help each other down the road or whatever. You know, it's like there's something to be said about every single connection that you that you make, you know? Yeah. And like a, another perfect example is like I um my one of my best friends, um, he I've known him for I don't know, I was like 10 or something like that. Um, I started noticing this guy show up in West Hartford and I would see him at every single coffee shop. His name's Eric Bergen and I would see him all the time. And I was always like, God, who is this guy? And then I saw him on Facebook on, um, my friend's Facebook and they were in pictures together. I was like, Oh, you know this guy? 
And he was like, yeah, you should probably get to know him. I was like, oh, okay. So I did. I sent him a message on Facebook. And this was, I don't know, five years ago. Sent him a message on Facebook. I was like, dude, I think I should know you. Let's get <laughs> coffee. So we did. And we got coffee. We hit it off. He's just a great guy. And I loved everything that he was doing. He's a financial advisor. Um, the best in the game, Eric Bergen, hit him up. Um, <laughs> I was just like, all right, this is awesome. My friend got married, had a bachelor party. This guy came. We just like got close. We were always in West Hartford, always at events together. And people were always like, oh my God, it's either, it's either you or Eric that I see at these events. You're just the nicest people ever. Fast forward, Vanessa says, I need a customer or I need a stylist. Eric is the one who referred me. Vanessa and I sit down. She says, you got to meet this guy, Jeff. So this is five years in the making of like, just taking a chance on meeting somebody yeah. has led to this moment right here. Yeah, exactly. Like how beautiful <laughs> is that? I know. Like just be open to who somebody else is and what their story could be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, you don't really serve a purpose in my life. So why, why would I bother getting to know you? Who knows what purpose anybody serves ever, yeah. which is why I'm obsessed with people's stories. Yeah. Looking at me, would you know that I have nine siblings? No. Exactly. <laughs> Looking at me, would you know that I don't speak a word of Spanish? No. Exactly. <laughs> Looking at me, would you know that I am not from Afghanistan? <laughs> or all these other assumptions that people make of me. You know? And I'm just like, there's so much to be said about like right. people see people at face value. Sure. And they make a quick assessment of their value in their life. Like, do I need this person or not? You got to hate assumptions. I you know? hate assumptions. Exactly. And it's like people, it is, we're biologically wired to judge books by their covers. Sure. But that's fine. Lean into it. Don't judge the value this person could bring because you don't know. You have no idea right. who you're meeting at any point in time. Right. Look at chefs around. Connecticut. If you ran into any of these chefs, you would never know you're a insanely talented chef and probably very successful restaurateur who does this and that. Most of them wear like cargo shorts and hoodies, you know, wherever they go. Right. But they're true artists wherever they go. Like just be open to anything that can kind of come your way. And especially now post COVID. Yeah. You know, we've, I think we're we finally hit a bubble of realizing how disconnected we were and how stuck in our own tunnel vision we were and now we're like oh wait so like there was this whole push for like support local restaurants and support local businesses and people are like oh wait I guess I do eat at the same place all the time yeah oh you mean olive garden's not a <laughs> local restaurant. Like I literally had somebody I met um, in uh, season one of COVID who was telling me that they ordered from red lobster because they wanted to support local. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Here. I don't know. Either. You know, you, you got Uber eats to support local by getting <laughs> red loud. I have never heard yeah. so many wrong things yeah. one after in a row. Like I, I was yeah. just like, Oh my God. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's just about talking to people who, you know, who does what, how, how, how and why. I mean, again, like you're a perfect example, starting this podcast, who, you know, who's out there? Let's talk. Yeah. You know? That's that's it. That's it. I got laid off from my job for a couple of months yeah. uh, when I used to work in New York City as a paralegal uh, back in back in 2020 in March, and launched this in April of 2020. Just thinking, nah, some people be you know some people yeah. are home, yeah. so maybe a few other people besides like my grandma, and my dad will listen. <laughs> and uh, and sure enough, you know people were listening during COVID, and people keep listening now, and the viewership keeps you know listeners the listenership uh, continues to grow, and it's yeah. it's been a lot of fun. How'd you come up with the name? So the name, I was thinking of a name, and, and it's almost like naming a band. Yeah. It's like, man, what do you name it? Because And everything I thought of, dumb, this is stupid, this is lame, blah, 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 blah. But one thing about the podcast is I wanted to be positive. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a podcast that causes drama or looks to go viral over asking someone something personal yeah. or digging up things that you don't need to dig up you know yeah. i didn't want it to be one of those podcasts there's plenty of those yeah if you want controversy there's plenty of podcasts for controversy yeah. we just wanted to be a fun podcast where you could listen to someone's story and and get inspired and and just have fun with it and not be something that's drama filled and there's just plenty of that in our lives and so i thought what would best represent that and i don't even know it just i think i was just sitting in front of my computer and i'm like i'm like lighten up or and i'm like loosen up and then I'm like, sweeten up. And I'm like, sweeten up. That's awesome. And then I like Googled it, like what like what potentially that would mean. Yeah. And it basically means just like chill out, relax. Like, yeah. like don't worry about that. You know, just sweeten up, loosen up, lighten I love up. That. And so I was like, you know what? Sweeten up with Jeff Spencer. Like that's what's gonna be. Just loosen up, lighten up. Yeah. And that's it. And and have it, you know, a positive conversation. Yeah. And that's what it is. And that's how we that's how we came up with the name. So that's beautiful. <laughs> you're but, you're a very positive human being. Where do you feel like that comes from? Like you just I, I think it came from uh definitely I, I have some friends in my life uh that were very positive people yeah. when I was growing up. Definitely a little more positive than me. But I think a lot of it is my mom. Okay. Um, unfortunately she passed a couple years ago, but, Sorry. um, thank you. But, uh, I think it was my mom, my mom, despite the fact that she had a lot going on and working and, 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 um, you know, being there for my, uh, for my sister and me, cause you know, my dad would work nights and he worked a lot to help keep us afloat and everything. And, um, I think it was her just no matter what happened, she put her best foot forward and she did the best she could and she stayed positive and, and she always instilled on me, you know, be nice to everyone you meet because you don't know what battles they're facing. Yeah. You don't know what's going on in their life. So be nice to everyone regardless of anything and, and be positive and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like where I got, got that from. Cause people tell me all the time, like, man, you're the, you're the most happy go lucky person ever. You in the are. World. And it's like, yeah, you know, it, it could seem that way, but I'm just like anyone else. I've got things that are going on and I've got yeah. my own, my own battles and my own things that, that I deal with day to day like anyone else. But yeah, but one thing about me is I, I try not to let people onto that because we got enough crap going on. So if you can't smile through the pain or smile through what you're going through and yeah. laugh about it, yeah, then like what's the point of living? You know? Yeah, like you got to be able to just even when things are going bad, you still got to be able to laugh yeah. and make it seem like it's not all that bad because you've only got one life and you just yeah. live it the best you can. That's beautiful. So that's kind of yeah, yeah. that's kind of what <laughs> yeah since <laughs> my since philosophy yeah. Is. <laughs> 
since this is a podcast, I know that, uh, listener, you can't see this, but we've got a bag. Jeff has a bag hanging up that says, be a good human in his yeah. background. Yeah. So, you know? yeah. Um, so I actually, the, the story behind that in season one of the podcast, I had on uh, a <laughs> friend so of a friend. To say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had on a friend of a friend, um, Rob Shear. And he's the founder of Comfort Cases, and he has uh, their website uh, has merch that you could buy, and the merchandise, you know, whether it's a sweatshirt or a bag, it goes towards um, donating money to help foster kids who were removed from their home by the police in more cases than not. And what happens is when the police come and take the foster kids, usually they don't have much time to pack their belongings. And most times they don't pack their belongings in like a suitcase or a bag. Yeah. So they end up using a trash bag. And that's something that Rob Shear just hated. The fact that these foster kids were forced to leave their homes and all their belongings were in a black garbage bag. Yeah. And so his goal at Comfort Cases was when kids are removed from their homes and brought into the foster system, they have a really nice, awesome bag full of clothes and 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 stuffed animals and toys and all this stuff to make them feel more dignified yeah. during that step in their in their life. And That's amazing. He, oh, his story is incredible. That's... Definitely take a look at, at that episode in season one with Rob Shear. But they're an incredible organization. And I'm so thankful I got to chat with him. Um, he's been on Ellen. He wrote a book that was published by uh, Simon & Schuster, Derek Jeter's branch wow. of Simon & Schuster. I mean, this guy, I just saw today that He's traveling like all over the country. He's going to London. So he's a busy guy. He does a Jeez. lot to try to help change uh, kids' lives, foster kids for for the better. He's a That's total inspiration. Fun. So I hang that and and I have a sweatshirt, be a good human sweatshirt from Comfort Cases, and I you know, I love wearing it. And I because I think it it. It speaks volumes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah. So. No, I that's that's awesome. Hang I, it over here. Yeah. Do, um. Two things. Do you know who yeah. Tiffany Haddish is? Yes. Yeah. Yep. She. Have you ever watched? Her? She has an episode on Dave Letterman's uh, show on Netflix. My next guest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Her, I love his show. It's incredible. Yeah. It's. Oh my god. And I mean, me. I'm obsessed with biographies and interviews and everything. Same. So obviously, like when this show came out, I was like obsessed. I've watched hers probably five times and i cry every single time because yeah. she talks about the same thing yep you know just the suitcase and oh my god yep like, i'm gonna get emotional right now yeah i know but um the second thing is be nice to everybody because you don't know the battle that they're fighting yeah i couldn't couldn't agree more i love that saying it's funny that i'm hearing it out loud today because literally yesterday i was on my own instagram or no i was going to go on my own instagram because i was gonna post like I, I get be kind to everybody because you don't know what they're facing there, but there's no battle that you're facing that should excuse people who don't put their shopping carts away <laughs> at, <laughs> at grocery stores. True. God, those people True. are the worst. I put mine away all the time. Thank even you. if it's like, yeah. even if it's like a, a mile, yeah. I still just put it back. And same. I I'll also, always... because I, I used to be the guy who'd come out and get right. the cards. So oh, I, that I know level what it's of empathy. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know what it's like. <laughs> God. Yeah. There's something about like, yeah, working in the service industry, working in retail. Yeah. You just get it. And I'm like, yeah, yep. if I, whenever I get a, a shop at a stop at a stop at a shopping center, I'll like get the carts and bring them back. I'm like, it took me no time. It didn't take you any time. Like just do it. Anyway, I am to get super nerdy, but 
since you, I'm looking at Pokemon games on your table. Yeah, um, I found some Game Boy games. Yeah, uh, the other day, and I'm trying to find some friends who still play to just give them to. Who still have a Game Boy? Yeah, is really the mission. Yeah. Um, but I, since I see those, I'm I'm obsessed with Batman. I'm, I've, okay. I've been a Batman fan. You see the new movie? Of three times. I haven't yet. I got to see it. Three times. It's been out for. <laughs> Two weeks, incredible, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. But I, uh, I'm obsessed with Batman. I have been with my my entire life. You know, I remember when I was younger, my older brothers watching like the Keaton one. Yeah. When I was like young enough to start watching like not kids cartoons, <laughs> Batman the animated series came out. So it was just always Batman was always in my life. Nice. And it's always just been a very big part of me. And like literally, like in college, I would write papers. Anytime I could sneak Batman in, it would be a big part of it. But the reason for that, and I'm only understanding it because I, I literally like try to break this down uh, to understand myself better, is that I'm obsessed with like a lot of the movies, especially the animated movies. The whole movie will happen, whatever he his body breaks, people are dying, he's taking on some villain. His heart breaks, something crazy <laughs> happens. But at the end of the movie, right. the bat signal goes up. He just brushes it off and he gets to work because the rest of the city needs him to just show up. And yep. that to me is just, it's its finally, literally within the last couple months is what I'm realizing what I need. Whenever I'm really in a dark space, I'll watch Batman and I'm just like I just need to like know this I need to remember this I need to just know like just push forward and um it's not in a toxic positivity kind of way I definitely understand taking breaks this and that but at the same time I'm like I I still got to show up like the people who watch my reels and watch my Instagram are not going to be like if I don't post for 3 days they're not going to be like oh well he's probably going through something they're going to be like well he just doesn't care anymore right you know and like or they're just not going to think about me which is even worse you know i gotta stay on the top of everybody's mind no matter what there's so many days i don't want to post reels so most days i don't but i do and then i post it and it gets a lot of love and i'm like all right well that was awesome like i'm glad i did that <laughs> and especially the ones that took the least amount of time I just did one the other day with uh, Without Me, Eminem song. And um, I posted it and it got like 500 views or something. And I was like, God, this is a bummer. This reel took me like an hour to make. And I, th I was like, I, th I was like everything about it, the sound I did. I was like, this just, everything should work. I don't know what happened, but the algorithm gods decided to smile on me <laughs> three days later my phone blows up i'm just like what the hell now i'm at like four thousand views and like 200 likes nice it's like my most viewed reel and i was like literally three days later that's awesome so it's like just get it up there my whole approach to it and i think just the approach that a lot of people need to take in terms of their business just get it out there just get it out there, whatever you're trying to do. Get your content out there so that when a new person shows up, they will be like, look at all this stuff. 
it, don't think about all the people that you have right now. You know, oh, well, uh, I posted a picture kind of like this a week ago and my my followers are going to see that and they're going to be like, well, what the hell? Who? No, stop. <laughs> stop. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Post it. Just get it up there. Just, Just get it up there. Your followers are going to be like, oh, well, they're posting this again. It must be important. Yeah. The new person is going to show up and be like, oh, wow, look at all this stuff. Yeah. You just got to get it up there. Just keep it going. Brush it off. Push away your insecurities. Take the leap. You know, I, yeah. uh, I think my biggest mantra of being a business owner is the burn the boats mentality. Yeah. You know, if, if you're not going back, yep. If you want to take the beach, land on the beach, burn the boats behind you. There's no way to go but forward. It's, you know, yeah, it's mission accomplished or that's that's it. it. You know, like that. And that's, that has to be the mentality. You can't leave any room for like, well, I'll, I'll try, but if it doesn't work, (laughs) like, no, I got to try because this has got to work. It has to, you know, like that's it. I've now sold more custom clothing now than I did in any store. Love it. You know, and my stuff is three times as expensive. Yeah. That's it. Like I can't, I couldn't go into this being like, well, it's expensive. So maybe I'll just try it at night and I'll work at like the YMCA during the day and whatever. No, like it's not it. I had to commit. I had to show it. And because my customers are most likely entrepreneurs themselves. So they see the grind, real neck, real recognize real, you know, like that's it. They see me and they're like, dude, you're putting in the work. I'm all about it. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here to support you. You're grinding out and, uh, you know, you meet amazing people along the way, you know, there's nothing like it, man. I have no complaints about my life. And yet when I tell people about my life, they're (laughs) like, how are you still smiling? <laughs> you know, like I've had gotten the shit kicked out of me in the last two years. Cu- literally customers have stuck me with thousands of dollars worth of orders. And I'm just like, shit. Okay. Well, whatever. I learn from it. I move on. You know, I, I've had to have really real conversations with myself about like vices and like, all right, this isn't a good space I need to be in. I need to change. I was living with a girl, my girlfriend of four years. We broke up over the summer. I had to move out. I had to move in with my brother and like live on his guest room. And I'm just like, shit, this is miserable. But then it's like, now I'm doing well. I can afford my own apartment. My apartment has a gang of rats living in the walls. It's not nice. (laughs) Meriden is a terrible place to live, but I'm just like, whatever, like just moving forward. You know, that's it. It's it's one step at a time. Exactly. You know, just I talk a lot to my friends about balancing past, present, and future, you know, because it seems like that's the number one thing people struggle with. Yeah. They're so hung up on one of the three or the two least important ones, you know, and it sometimes it's not as simple as, you know, oh, just living in the now. Like the now is also a part of the future and the past, but like you have to, share the time you can't get hung up you know like i can't get hung up in the past about like what has happened i can't live in the future about like what i'm going to do and i can't live in the now of like i have these bills now i have to get this paid now i only have this much money now that's gonna freak me out so i have to have a balance of all three of them what am i gonna do i'm like i have a big whiteboard calendar right in front of my computer 
And at the beginning of every month, without fail, the beginning of every month, I write out everything that I have going on. It's like two squares are filled. And I'm like, this is depressing as shit. (laughs) I am a failure. Everything is bad. Without fail, by the end of the month, that thing is full. Brooklyn here, Boston here, appointment here, this person here, blah, blah, blah. Because I make such personal relationships with people. Most of the time, I'm not getting bookings on my website. It's bookings on my phone, my Instagram. People are like, hey, come over this weekend. I got somebody I want you to meet. I got this. I got that. You know, like I try to be very available for people. And then I'm like, okay, up on the calendar you go. I got a lunch meeting then. I got this. You know, like last week, I think this week um, was looking completely blank. And now I've got literally all day today, all day tomorrow, all day, uh, half day Thursday, all day Friday booked with appointments. And it all came within the last three days. So just staying open, staying fun, trying new things. It's like, it's incredible. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the podcast because sometimes I'll be like, man, who's my guest next week? And then the next day I'll get like five people like, yeah. do you need, you know, can I come on the show or something? I'm like, oh, this is great. And I just book them all in a row, bang them all out. Yeah. And then the next five weeks I've got podcasts and I can chill again. Yeah. And it, it's cool. So I, I totally get how like you could go from not busy to just like, whoa. Yeah. Because I got a, I got a podcast today. I got a podcast tomorrow. Yeah. I might have one Thursday. And yeah. then um, and I got three weeks. Who, who are like <laughs> so. the primary people that you want to talk to? Anyone who's got a great story to tell. Yeah. That's it. I love it. Um, I've never had a member of the military. Okay. And we have a Marine that works at my job <laughs> who was very involved yeah. in the war in Afghanistan, Iraq, and was the top in his uh, um, his uh, uh, regiment or whatever you want to call it, yeah. his, his troop. And um, he's going to come on pretty pretty soon this season That's and talk awesome. about his whole experience yeah, and everything he's done and how he trained and how he got prepared for it and everything. And I can't wait because never, never had someone who makes their own custom clothing. Yeah. Um, I don't think, pretty sure I've never, I mean, we're in 80, we're almost at 90 episodes, so I, I'm pretty sure I can still remember, but I don't think we've had anyone who is in the fashion area. Um, Not that I look. So, yeah. So. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> we, I went through. Because a lot of a people say, oh, you know, I love your food podcast. Yeah. I, I said that when and I I'm first like, talked to you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I could see that. A lot yeah. of chefs, a lot of restaurant owners. But, you know, during the pandemic, that was a huge thing for yeah. me to try to highlight. So, of course, I did. And, of course, I love food. I mean, oh, my God, I'm so overweight. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, and so I could see why people think that. But yeah. literally, anyone who's got a great story such as yourself, I've had so – I can't tell you how many people have come on the show and said, man, I started my business during the pandemic of 2020. I love it. And even if they didn't, it doesn't matter because – they talk about how they got through it yeah. and how they started it. And that's just what it is, just listening to people's stories. And, man, you have a great story. Thank you. And I've learned Thank so you. much. And we've been, man, we've been cooking. This has been a great, say, this might it? be a two-part podcast episode. Yeah. We might have you for two weeks, man. This, I was going to say, what are we, a half an hour right I think now? We're, we're almost at two hours. <laughs> Holy we're shit. We're almost at two hours. Ah, uh, you're um, right. Oh and, and so this might be a two-parter, which yeah. is great. I love two-parters. I love when the conversation's flowing and everything's going really, really great. And, you know... I really only have two more questions for yeah. you before we wrap up. And one of those is someone out there, they want custom clothing. How can they reach out to you? Where can we find Bard's clothing? Mm-hmm. And what is that process like from them reaching out to you up until they get the finished product? Yeah. 
So I, uh, my, my biggest form of communication and reachability is my Instagram. Okay. That's everything to me. That's my lifeline. And that's Um, at Bards. So that's at Bards clothing. Clothing. Cool. Yep. You can always DM me, ask me anything there. You can go to my website, bardsclothing.com. Um, you can email me if you want, Matthew at Bards Clothing. Um, awesome. And really, that's it. Like, I, whenever you message anything that has to do with Bards, it's going to come to me. So it's, I don't have a marketing person. I don't have anything. I don't have somebody, some automated message that says, oh, I'll get back to you. It's me. I'm going to reach out and talk to you. And chances are, um, most people who reach out to me, have an idea of something right they're like okay like i've got a wedding and i'm thinking this so it starts there i'll either call them or text them or whatever we'll just chat um we'll have a preliminary talk about kind of what you're looking for what the timeline is uh i just recently did a rush order i did two suits and two sport coats in 13 days. Wow. Never do that again. I, will <laughs> I was going to say that, that, is, again. that is a short amount of time. I literally wow. drove to Brooklyn six times in one week. And on the last day, picked up all of his stuff in Brooklyn, drove to his house in uh, Ellington at 930 at night. He left the next morning at like 6 a.m., dropped off all of his stuff, and it fit like a glove. Yeah. I will never do that again. Six days a week going yeah. to Brooklyn. That was rough. And Thank then Ellington get that again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God that was before the gas prices spiked. Oh, it's ridiculous. But uh but so gotcha. I'll have a conversation with you about like kind of just what you're looking for, what you're talking about. And I am also I've been doing this long enough and I want to talk um to you about what you're looking for, but I'll tell you maybe try this. You know, I've got a lot of people who are like, yeah, well, you know, I need a suit for this, this, and this. And I'll be like, well, have you thought about a sport coat? Yeah. Have you thought about two sport coats? You know, (laughs) um, like, let's talk about this. Um, so we'll discuss that after that we make an appointment. I come to your home or your office. I would much rather come to your home because that way we can look at your actual wardrobe and I can tell you like, Hey, you already have 10 blue shirts. We don't need another blue shirt. Right. You already have this. Like if you have some stuff that you like that you own, you're like, I like this, but it's not the best quality or I like this. It's not. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what do you like about that? So I'm basically taking like a hybrid of everything you've already bought and making the perfect item. What you like specifically about the sleeve or the elbow or this detail. Send me all the pictures. I've got plenty of customers that I have shared Pinterest boards. Um, I made one of those for Vanessa. Like, what's the look that you're going for? What, you know, because a lot of people, every single human being has taste they just don't know how to verbalize it. You know, like I, I, I know that I like this. I don't know why. Well, I'm like, well, let's look at this picture and this picture, you know, what is it? And you're like, Oh, it's the shoulders actually, or it's the color or the pattern or something, Nice. you know, like there's some, I try to bring it out of people. So I'm like, all right, how do we get there? So then I, I come to you with two suitcases, one of my shirts, one of all my fabrics, I'll kind of go through with you. It's very overwhelming, but we don't look through all of them. There's literally like a thousand fabrics, um, which is insane. But again, like I said, I've got winter, I've got summer, I've got spring, so I'm not going to show you all of them. Um, 
measure you up. If you're going to get tailored clothing, I'm going to do a basted fitting. So it's going to come to you with all the white threads and incomplete, and I'm going to put the garment on you. That happens about two weeks after the fact. Then it goes back to the tailor, comes back to you um, for a third fitting. Uh, try it on. If it needs any last minute tweaks, we can get that done really quickly. But usually that at that point, it's perfect. And um, shirts are a one-time order, like a one-time, uh, I measure you up send the shirts to you. I do all the drop-offs, pickups, everything. So it's not like I'm awesome. gonna, you're going to see me once and then I'm going to mail you your thing. <laughs> see no, ya. <laughs> I'm, I'm you're once we start working together, you're almost going to get sick of me. Like I'm going to be at your house several times texting you. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. But that's the relationship I want to build. I want you to, because chances are, if you're buying something from me, you have a thing coming. So whatever that is, I want you to be able to text me, hey, what about this tie with this? What about this with this? I've got, Or I'm going to tell you, you have those blue shoes. They're in the corner of your closet. <laughs> Wear those with this suit. Yeah. You know, something like that. Nice. So it's a very involved process. Like I, I want you to bring as much experience or inexperience that you have to it awesome. and we'll talk and I take a deposit <laughs> and we can go forward. It's not like you have to give me this huge chunk of change, you know, in the beginning, <laughs> right. you know, right. it's a, it's a long process that gets, you know, kind of uh, brought out over time. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. You are very cool. You're Thank extremely you, interesting. <laughs> Thanks. This has been a really fun conversation. I've had, a, I've had a blast, dude. This has been yeah. great. Um, yeah. I, Something I, I love meeting someone for the first time and just having a conversation like we've been friends forever. Like I feel I, like we've yeah. been friends forever. You like, know, I, just, I was I was talking I to that. this girl earlier and uh, <laughs> she was though she was at the bridal boutique and she was like, so you know, do you have like questions prompt or anything? And I was like, no, nah, we're just gonna chat. And she was like, do you know him? I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like. All right. I was like, yeah, but I've listened to his podcast and like, I've talked to him like once on the phone. I was like, he just seems like a cool dude. Like <laughs> we're just, we're just going to chat. And I yeah. have a feeling yeah, because I have literally made my life about storytelling. I feel like I could probably talk for a decent amount of time. Yeah. And, it's, and he started a podcast just out of passion for loving to talk to people. Exactly. I feel like we will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, two people could make this work. And at the end of the day, you know, we're both human beings. You know, we're both just trying to make the best out of this time we have on this earth. And we're both trying to just have a good time and work hard. And there's just so many things going on. But the, the great thing about two people, even though you don't know each other, is just you have more in common than you think. And you can, just because you don't know that person your whole life, you can still beat them for the first time, have a conversation and have it be totally normal and not, and it doesn't feel weird and it's not awkward or anything. Yeah. And that's what I love so much about the show. And I love about people like yourself who come here and tell their story and don't mind doing it. And I yeah. appreciate because without you guys, there's no show because there's no way I'm going to talk into a microphone <laughs> just myself about right. my opinions on things. No one gives a shit. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and, and, and you know, and even if one person did, I wouldn't do it just because of that. <laughs> Sorry, whoever you are. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. And listen, yeah. thank you so much. I have one question before you leave. All right. And thank you so, so, so much for coming on the show. This has been great. And the last question I ask, and I ask all my guests, and I've done this since season one. I need you to know I've been prepping for this awesome. question. Well, this is some people do, yeah. some people don't. No worries. And and I I I make it as open ended as I can because I understand that 
you know, not everyone can get to New Haven, Connecticut. We're busy people. And not all my guests do. But my question is, Connecticut is known for having the best pizza in the country. And New Haven, Connecticut specifically. And I know New Haven has that big hot button issue. Who's got the best pizza in New Haven, Connecticut? Well, I like to ask my guests when they leave, when you're in New Haven, what's a place you like to get pizza or a place that you have in the past? And then not even that, place around where you live to get pizza and not only that, but a place around you, you also like to eat restaurant-wise because we're on that whole supporting local kick. I love it. I love it. I've been very excited about this question. Cool. <laughs> okay. So I am going to light a fire under your listener's I... ass by saying, <laughs> I don't really like New Haven pizza. Okay. There's not- And that's I, fine. I've tried them all. I love them. Sure. Like I like- They are good. Yeah. They're not for me. It's it's an acquired taste. It is. And, I'm just like- it's And you're like, not the only one who's like, hey, I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. That's fine. Like I've, that's I've, why I keep it open ended. Yeah. I'm it's like, beautiful. Tell me what you like. Yeah. What do no. you like, Matt? Yeah. So I, uh, I'm i probably biased, but I love Naples Pizza in Farmington. Okay. It is- Great spot. Amazing. Yeah. Ama- like I grew up on this pizza, like always getting it. The wood fire Naples pizza is tremendous. Oh my God. I can't. I can't with how good it is. <laughs> Um, and there was, a, you know, it, when I lived in West Hartford, we lived right in between Jimmy's park row, Jimmy's Joey's and park lane pizza. Ah, and lane. we would just kind of like rotate around all of them. Yeah. Um, and like, God, they're just all so like great for different reasons. Right. You know? And like, then you had Savoy in West Hartford, um, which was good. Mm-hmm. Wasn't big on the personal size pizza. I want to like really commit to like hating myself with gotcha. that pizza <laughs> I have. I hear you. You know, but um, I would just say like, yeah, I think Naples might be like my, I know every single time it is going to be amazing. Phenomenal. Um, but around me in Meriden, uh, there's not much, but uh, Hubbard, Hubbard Park Pizza has been my go-to lately. And they only do smalls or larges. So like- I'm always like, all right, I guess I'm taking down a whole pizza to myself. And you're over there near uh, Ted Steamed, right? Steamed cheese, uh, burgers or whatever? Yeah, it's something and, like uh, that, yeah. uh, um, Neil's Donuts, is it Neil's? That's in Middletown. I, okay, yeah. okay. And I, got, I guess I got my M's mixed up. Yeah. But my brother-in-law is from Meriden, actually. Okay. Um, Charlie Hasseltine, and yeah. um, he played minor league baseball for the Texas Rangers. So oh, wow. He's the pride cool. of Meriden, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Everybody yeah. talks about him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, 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 uh, but yeah, no, it's just... I, I know Meriden very well because because yeah. uh, of that, and uh, it's so yeah. convenient for like me and my business. It was just like I can literally walk to the train station. I awesome. Get, I'm next to like every highway, so just like driving around, it was just like all right, perfect. And I mean, it's yeah, it's, a, it's no West Hartford, but I'm just like sure people are nice. And uh, you know, West Hartford uh, just they were top ten best places to live in Connecticut yeah. this year. Yeah, I know. West that Hartford. Kills me. West Hartford. Ridgefield was number one, which I boarded right now. Ridge, oh, um, my God. Ridgefield. Is, <laughs> so I drove here from Darien, <laughs> and I literally was driving through Ridgefield. And I was like, I just, like, I am feeling Motivation so poor. Motivation just went zero. I, but at the same time, I was like, I got to slow down and just put, like, business cards in every mailbox. <laughs> every single Honestly, mailbox. you probably do a killing. Yeah. Because I, I'm sure a lot of those people. I was thinking of, like, the whole way over here. I was just like. What can I do to get into this area? So again, like I said, next year when we do this again, we'll I'm, figure it out. I'm gonna be. If you ever need anything, you let me know. 
I love helping people yeah, out. So absolutely. You just, you Thank just, you. You just let me know. Thank Especially you. good people like yourself. Yeah, I try, man. No, this has been awesome. Like I'm I'm such a big talker, obviously. I think I did 80% of the talk. No, this, this is great. Yeah. I hope my but, guests would talk a yeah. lot. Man, that would suck if it was yeah. me the whole time. Right, yeah, I know. But like you've just been such such a joy to talk to, to listen to. Oh, like, thanks. Likewise. It's, it's honestly, it's like so awesome to just meet somebody who really just wants to listen to people and like get yeah. their voice out and yep. use whatever they have to elevate other people. Even if that didn't exist, like you created a podcast just to do that. It's not like you're in the public sphere and people are like, Oh, Jeff, like help me get this. You're like, no, I can just do this on my own. And you did it. And that's amazing. Thanks, <laughs> so honestly, Thanks. like that's kudos to you. Well, I appreciate you. And it's because of people like yourself that inspire me every day to continue doing what I do. And if it wasn't for people like yourself, I wouldn't have a great story to help <laughs> tell people. So thank you. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you for coming down and gracing Danbury, Connecticut with your presence. This was a blast. I can't wait to do it again. We're definitely going to do it again. Damn straight. Um, Cause this is just, this was just fantastic. So thank you once again, Matthew Banover of Bard's Clothing. And before you go, once more, definitely let everyone know where they can find you, your website, social media, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Bard's Clothing. You can find me on my website, bardsclothing.com. And those are the best ways to reach me. Please go on there, check it out, reach out to me if you have any questions. Thank you. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, listen, guys, you got to check out what Matt's doing. It's the real deal. It's awesome. It's 100% Sweet Up Podcast supported <laughs> and approved. And uh, and that's about it. So thank you so much. Have a very safe and wonderful drive back to Meriden. I wish you, you nothing sir. but the best. And I know I'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Huge thanks once again to my guest on the podcast today, my man from Bard's Clothing, the wonderful Matthew Banover. Thank you so much, Matt, for coming down and telling your story. It was extremely inspirational. I'm so happy for all the great things that you were doing. Cannot wait to have you back on the show down the road. Onward and upward, and I wish you nothing but the best in all your future endeavors with Bard's. Yet again, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback and support. Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music Morgan Luzzi, production and art director Kurt Vinci, editor and writer Nick Passacretta, and a special thanks as always to Devin Sapelli. My guest on the podcast next week is the oh-so-great and oh-so-powerful Kimberly Locke. Kimberly Locke is an American singer-songwriter and television personality. She has recorded in the dance and pop genres and has targeted the adult contemporary radio format. She was the host of the daytime talk show Doctor and the Diva, second runner-up on season two of American Idol behind Ruben Studdard and Clay Aiken. Her music has been on Billboard's top charts countless times. She's been a guest on The Ellen Show, performed on The Ellen Show, was a guest co-host of The View, and she can be seen on TV today co-hosting infomercials for kitchen appliances with the wonderful Emeril Lagasse. We covered it all, but until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy, love you all, peace.